Soul Disconnected Podcast, a platform designed to reconnect us, bring us back to a common ground, and understand one another. Open about our flaws and failures, focused on growth and positivity, the flame in the dark that burns in our soul. Soul Disconnected Podcast. This is episode 14, Helping Heal the Future with Jennifer Alvarez Cardenas. Hello. Hey, hey. How are you doing today? Good, good. Thank you. That's Thank good. You Thank you for me. coming. Thank you for coming. I appreciate you. Thank Fat you so much too. for inviting. Your husband's in the building. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up? How's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good. I'm having a cup of coffee right now, getting ready for work later. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get your hustle on, right? Yep. So... What do you do? I'm a nurse, um, brand new nurse actually. Just graduated last year, the end of last year, working at the Children's Hospital of Los Angeles, and yeah, that's that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> nice, nice. Where are you originally from? Uh, L.A., but I moved around a lot when I was little, so I started in L.A., then El Monte, then La Puente. It was just so you moved around uh, a yeah. lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. What was your childhood and teenage years like growing up in all these, like move, constantly moving and, and uh, going to new schools and exploring different places? What was that like? Um, it was good. I mean, I got to experience a lot of uh, different environments growing up. But, um, I mean, I grew up like, in, you know, the typical like middle class, like parents came from Mexico. So it's like I... You know, we lived in, like, I guess you could say, like, poorer areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but it was good. I mean, we, I I can honestly say I had, like, a really good childhood growing up. I, my parents were very strict on me, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was, like, I, I had a good childhood. And you have siblings, right? Yeah, I have two older sisters. The nice. youngest. You yeah. used to get bullied? Apparently, I'm the I was a brat to them. You used to <laughs> I don't them? think so, but <laughs> Yeah, I have two older sisters. Nice. But How we, were they to you? Um, I was closest with my older sister and then once she got married, I got closer to my middle sister. Mm-hmm. We we there's like a big gap difference between our ages. Like mm-hmm. the old the oldest is like 13 years older than me and then the Middle one's six years older than me, so there's always that gap, mm-hmm. you know. But um, we always found, like, a common ground where we had similar likes. Like, one of them was basketball, so um, we would, or, like, any sport, really, we would get out there, and even with my dad, like, he would always like to play with us, and, mm-hmm. yeah, we'd go to the park and just play sports, stay active. What's your favorite sport? Basketball. And you would play yeah. that young, too? Yeah. And all your yeah, sisters my... play, would play that, right? Yeah. Um, in an actual team, the mi- my middle sister and myself actually played in an actual team, but the older one, she would just play for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And were you guys real competitive when you'd play? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Biting, scratching, all that? Uh, no, none, none of that. No, no need. <laughs> no need for that. So um, how many years of basketball did you play? 
Um, I mean, I started playing very young, just in the street, you know, with random people, random guys, with my sister, too. I was, like, maybe, I don't know, 10, 11 mm. when I started playing. And I played uh, during middle school and high school. Yeah. Nice. What position did you play or prefer to play? Uh, I was a shooter. Shooter. So, yeah. Those oh. Dropping those three points on you. <laughs> <laughs> Steph Curry with the shot, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, how many years of schooling did it take you to become a nurse, actually? Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> so since I know I, it was like a journey, right? It's yeah, like a, it's like it's been a journey um, for sure. I started college back in 2012. Mm hmm. And I originally wanted to go to medical school, um, but then somewhere along the way, my career goal changed to nursing. Mm. And so, I mean, it's still in the medical field, you know, it's still the, you would think like the same thing, but mm. there's different classes to both. So um, then I, I guess nursing, I started in 2000. What was it 16 yeah because i wanted to go i there was this um private school that i wanted to go to but it was mm -hmm. kind of a bit to pay for mm -hmm. so i just ran out of there and did community college classes to get some of some of the prerequisites out of the way mm. and then i went back so um but yeah since 2012 that's when i started my and you went to quite a journey. few schools though right like in, in yeah. between that. Yeah, because because of the same reason. Like I started at UCR and then for with the goal of medical school. Mm -hmm. um, but then when I changed to nursing and I wanted to go to West Coast University, which is a private, but then it was too expensive. So then I started going to Fullerton College mm -hmm. um, because it was close to my current job in La Habra. I worked at a clinic. Um, so it, it was just an easier drive for me to commute from work, like after school in the morning, go to work or vice versa. Like if I was at work and then during my lunch, I'd go to a class or just, um, you know, just like working around <laughs> my schedule. schedule. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Fullerton college. I took one class at Mount Sac in Walnut. Like mm. it's, it's just crazy. And then. Um, and finally started at West Coast University. And now you're here. Yeah, and now I'm here. <laughs> and where do you, you said you currently work at the Children's Hospital in Los Angeles, right? Yes. How's that? Yeah. How's the experience there? I love it. I, that's, that's actually where I wanted to work. Like that was like my dream job. Mm -hmm. That's my, my dream. Um, yeah, like my dream, uh, job site, you know? Mm -hmm. So I love it. I mean, I never imagined that I would be there as my first job in nursing, yeah, that's it's definitely crazy, a blessing to get. That's like you're like to yeah. walk into nursing and you're ready in a position like that. Yeah, um, definitely. What would you say like career wise or like lifestyle or just everyday life? Like, what's your biggest fear? You think? My biggest fear are two things actually. One thing would the first one that comes to mind is like losing a loved one, mm -hmm. like unexpectedly, um, whether that be somebody in my family or my husband mm -hmm. that's just always like my biggest fear we're so close so i'm like i can't imagine life with any of them yeah <laughs> growing up we grew up so close and then now with my husband too i'm pretty close so um second would probably be losing a patient 
Yeah, that's gotta yeah, that's, be intense. Yeah, for sure. Because it's you know somebody else's kid in my hands that they come in here and you know trust me and rely on me to take care of their child and I do my best, but that's just one of my biggest fears. And like you not, can't you can't guarantee life's not guaranteed, so it's exactly. kind of hard. Like you go in there wanting to guarantee, but you can't guarantee no one anything. And then yeah, at the same time you have that's a lot of pressure. Right. And then it's it's scary too to just think like it. To know that, like, that you, you potentially could help save someone or, like, you yeah. know, like, their fate relies on your hands. But right. it, it's it's pretty it's pretty scary. Yeah. But, but not a lot of people want that pressure. And then to yeah. be able to do that, like, it takes a lot. Yeah. And there, like I said, not a lot of people even want to go out there and attempt to do that or want to ha- have that pressure on themselves. But it's good because mm-hmm. we do need those people in the world. And yeah. that's what helps, like, us keep moving forward. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. So you mentioned that you're that you're married. How many years have you been married now? Uh, two years and a half. Going, it's gonna be three in September. Nice, and that's different, yeah. right, for us because it's yeah. like <laughs> we're part of the newer generation oh, and yeah. we're married young and yeah, we're just we're trying to figure pushing things on. out day yeah. by day. Exactly yeah. right. That's all you can do. You just you got to take it a day at a time and just do yep. you. Mm-hmm. You know, and everyone trips out, right? Yeah. Being oh, yeah. younger and being married, like people trip out at on work. All the time. Even they're like, "You're married? Like what?" <laughs> they're like, <laughs> "That's like, so yeah. 2008." <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any insecurities at all? Oh gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, I would say, um. Yeah, like growing up, I my parents were always like I mentioned already strict on me, so mm-hmm. I was always expected to have good grades and just do good in life overall. Mm-hmm. And so when I had my first bump in like college years, that's when when where my career goal changed. That's where I started. To, I I feel like I started to have like insecurities, more insecurities on myself, like. Uh-huh. Am I really meant for this? You know, like, is this really me? But, I mean, I couldn't imagine doing anything else in life other than being there for people in their most vulnerable days and just, you know, being able to help. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I definitely have insecurities. I mean, I think we all do, you know, one way or another. Mm -hmm. Um, But the important thing is, you know, giving yourself grace and reminding yourself that, you know, it's life and nobody's perfect. Like you just, yeah, yeah. you just, you know, try to be better each day. That That's true. So what could yeah. you say? Like once you did start the path of becoming a nurse, like what could you say like truly inspired you to like, you know, focus in on the books and focus, like turning your lifestyle to pursuing that? Like what was mm-hmm. your biggest inspiration for that? Um, I would have to say my parents, <laughs> actually, everything goes back to my parents. And that's dope. It's yeah. dope that they're that influence for yeah. you, you know? Yeah. My and parents, just, just because of the simple fact that, um, like, I, I guess I didn't see, like, their worst, you know, when they, um, when they started, like, going towards the American dream and just, like, working really hard every day. Um, I didn't see the beginning of it. But I did see some of it um, Mm. in my years. So just seeing how hard they've worked their entire lives and not giving up no matter what life threw at them. Mm -hmm. Like that's just what kept me motivated and inspired 
to just keep from, going. Yeah, and kept you from giving up or getting uninspired yeah. or making excuses or anything. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. that's the thing about, you know, like, you know, parents that come from overseas or from other areas, like, mm-hmm. they come here and they, like, double down. And mm-hmm. honestly, they take advantage of what we take for granted. You right. know, being, like, American, yeah. like, we take a lot for granted. Oh, yeah. And we get lazy sure. and we just take advantage of what we do have. Mm-hmm. And then... Or we don't take advantage of the opportunities we have. And then someone else sees that and it's like, well, if you're sleeping on it, then I'm just going to come up right. on it. Yeah. And uh, that's what I admire. I, I mm-hmm. admire people's hustle that, that aren't from America, but come mm-hmm. to America and they become citizens and they double down or they start businesses and people get upset know, about it. Yeah, but crazy. honestly, it's like if you don't want to do the work or educate yourself or learn how to start a business or mm-hmm. learn how to like put yourself in school and educate yourself. You know what I mean? Like everyone can make a million excuses and everyone could make up all these things. But if you're not willing to put in the work or sacrifice anything, then, you know, Mm -hmm. other people are going to come up. And that's, that's really, that's really how it is at the end of the day. Yeah. So how many years of experience do you have in the medical field overall? And how many years do you have experience, uh, being a new nurse? Uh, the medical field, I started in 2011 um, as a medical assistant, so I went to, um, I went to medical assisting school on my last year of high school, so that once I graduated high school, I would also be done with my medical assistant career. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would go to after high school, I would go to classes at night for the medical assisting program, and then um, yeah, I graduated high school in like around June, and then the medical assisting program like two months after that. Nice. So and then, did you have to be 18 to to, uh, to join that school or no? Yes, which I was because my I turned 18 on my last year of high school, so oh, it okay. worked out fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've been a medical assistant since 2011 and then nursing a nurse while I just graduated last year. So I've been a nurse since August of last year. Nice. Yeah. August. That's when you started working, right? uh september september yeah Yeah, that's right dang so it's been quite a few months now yeah you're coming up to your like um, probation period or you already passed that i'm done yeah i'm done i'm I'm on my own now (laughs) dang so what's that like being like fully functional on your own with you know no guidance you're kind of just doing you you know you're taking your experience and you're like taking a crash course into this now what's that like um it's actually i feel really comfortable i I was nervous on my first day going mm-hmm. on the, you know, on my own. But at the end of the day, I wasn't alone. Like you still have that guidance. You still have that support from like your coworkers and mm-hmm. your friends around you at work. So everyone in the ED is just so nice and helpful and they'll just make your day feel better. Um, and they'll like, they, they'll just help anyway. Like we, that's, that's what I love about nursing. You know, you just you help each other out, like, no matter what. Yeah, that's what, Even you do need that thing. support, because right. sometimes <laughs> everything could be coming at you at once, and if, like, yeah. everyone's just like, nah, it's you for yourself, that would, that would really suck. Yeah. That's no, how my no. job is sometimes. We, <laughs> yeah, we, we never, I, I, I personally haven't experienced that, um, yet. I hope I don't, <laughs> but, um. No, I, I, no, I, yeah. I highly doubt that. I've already had, like, uh, you know, a pretty busy zone like mm. rooms because we get like four patients at a time and 
it's been busy and I've already seen like if I'm busy stuck in a room then like others take over my other patients and help out like it's just mm-hmm. it's nice yeah that's good to out. have that support system yeah. especially within a work environment because yeah it's already hectic it's high stress not right. that you force that on yourself it's just you go into an environment that you don't know what the heck's gonna happen every day yeah it's crazy it's just like right. you're on call 24 7 you don't know what the heck's gonna happen yeah um you did mention like your first day um what was your first day of actually like starting your probational period mm-hmm. like and like like you mentioned your first day of actually working on your own like what was the emotion or like the energy you felt where it was like a lot of nervousness oh yes <laughs> <laughs> yes way way past um i yeah my, like my, self-doubt my very first... or were you just like scared like you didn't want to like um not self-doubt just um the whole idea of like being on the floor and like having lives you know on me like Mm -hmm. well it wasn't really on me but it was like because I I was uh precepting with a nurse another Mm -hmm. nurse but still it just it was like my first time new nurse like that was my first job as a nurse so it, it was like really intense especially the emergency department but um slowly but surely it was I've come a long way. Like, I, I feel a lot <laughs> more comfortable now. And being that you're a nurse, you're usually the first person to contact with any patient, right? And you're like... Right. You are the point of contact. Yes. And you, you're to have most of the information, <clears throat> if not all the information on what's going on with each patient that, right. that you're in control of, right? Yeah. And um, what is your general role? Like, being that you're in the emergency room, mm-hmm. what's the general role that you play and like how important is, are these roles? Mm-hmm. Um, so my role specifically, there's different uh, steps as like where a patient first comes into the emergency department. Like they see the first nurse that's there, which is like your triage nurse. So it's like, it kind of, they go through like a couple nurses before they get to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, and those are like the more experienced nurses. So eventually I'll get there. Mm-hmm. I'll be at the front where you have to really assess the patient and see like how bad are they? You know, mm-hmm. do they need the attention right away or can they wait a little bit? Mm-hmm. So it, it really um, depends on, you know, on that. But when they get to me, they're usually already triaged, which means they've already given a number of acuity level, like where they stand. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, we go off of colors, so it depends on whatever color we get. We have to either go with, go to them like quickly, or you know we have a little bit of time. But um, yeah, like as soon as we I get my patients, I just go in there, introduce myself, you know, and then they let me know. Most most of the times, the parents, if the kid is still a, a young kid, but. Um, hmm. Usually the parents will let me know what they're in there for and, you know, and we go from there. Like, it, it, it really depends. Each case is different. Like, it's never the same thing. Do you get a lot of scared kids or do the kids, like, are you, yeah. do you find, do the kids find comfort in you when you, like, talk to them and they yeah. get used to you after a while, right? Right, yeah. We have, like, little things here and there that we use as nurses, like, for, for the kids that come in and see us. Um, we like to first, like, kind of introduce ourselves and play with them a little bit like get mm. get them a little comfortable before we start anything because mm. there's unless it's a like really like a emergency then you know there's no time for that but <laughs> yeah yeah um what would nice. you say is the most um difficult situation you've been 
in so far, like in your hospital? Um, I haven't had like a a trauma patient yet where they're like really unstable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the the only one that has like gotten to me so far is a patient. It wasn't even a patient of mine. I was covering for a nurse during her break, but mm-hmm. um, I took care of this patient for like 30 minutes during the nurse's break, and he was just not stable, and we were trying everything that we could to make him stable, and any interventions that we would do wouldn't really help. Mm-hmm. And we got him stable enough to take to transfer him up to the floor, but then... Um, we realized that he had passed once he got up there. So it's it's not... Um, it, he was indirectly my patient, but you, you still feel it. Like when you hear about, you know... Not only that, but if I you can't. came in contact with this person right. and you tried doing pretty much everything you could to try to yeah. help them and then they go on their way and then you hear it, it's kind of yeah. like... It's a, con- it's a connection at some right. point to you, so... Yeah, especially when you, you saw the parents too, you know, and you were there like talking to them and trying to reassure them, you know, and it's... And you can't imagine what's going through their head, and sometimes exactly. it's like they want to blame somebody, or they yeah. want to... And it's tough, because it's like, sometimes these things happen, and we have no control over it, and mm-hmm. the first thing we turn to is, like, being angry, and being right. mad, and then wanting to point the finger at someone. Yeah. Like, whether it be negligence, or just feel like, oh, well, you guys didn't do enough, or something, and then mm-hmm. I... I I can only imagine that type of pressure, those type of people, because sometimes you get people who are understanding Mm -hmm. and it's like really messed up and it's like, you know, damn, like they're not going to blame no one. Then there's people who get really upset and want to point fingers or make accusations and stuff. And that's like the you you're battling between those two where it's like you're either consulting and, you know, being caring for a group of people or a family. And then the other hand, they don't want nothing to do with you because they think you're part of the problem mm-hmm. when it was like a bigger problem really stemming from that. Yeah. Yeah. It's... So it's definitely a, a tough job on both, uh, both sides <laughs> of it. Um, it is. Yeah. But you're doing it. You know what I mean? Not a lot of people are willing mm-hmm. to sacrifice and dedicate their time and effort and education to, to do that. Or even, like I said, to help others. It's, it's, it's important. I mm-hmm. feel like that's a big part, especially in this generation and as things are changing and, and um, you know, the world's evolving, I feel like mm-hmm. you start to see less and less people care. But there's yeah. still a large group of people that care out there. It's just you don't see it as often. And yeah. I feel like people are very, like, self-absorbed, selfish, and just looking out for themselves, which yeah. is fine if that's what you're into. But I feel <laughs> like it's bigger than that. You know? Oh, for it's sure. bigger than us, you know? Yeah. Um, what what truly motivates you to to help others? Like to want to continue to help people, and like, what gives you that drive to just help people, even if they're strangers or no one you even ever met before, or anything, or they're nothing to you? What motivates you to help others? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess just knowing that how it feels to not have the help, like going back again with my parents just just from experience like knowing you know seeing it firsthand with a close you know yeah a loved one so like just knowing what that can feel like and what that can be like to be helpless yeah to be helpless exactly and it's not easy when you have to do for yourself all the time yeah and then if you can help others then yeah like i'm i'm just hoping that you know the more good i can do in the world like 
it's like a ripple effect hopefully like hopefully it you know inspires others and <laughs> others can do the same for you know other- that's why you, you noticed that's why we we titled the the title of this episode like that, right? Helping heal the future. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the catchphrase. There you go. Um, if there's anything you could have told your younger self, or maybe you wouldn't, but if there's mm-hmm. anything you could have tell tell your younger self, what would it be? Don't be so hard on yourself. Oh, that's you, that's facts, right? Yeah. There. Don't be so hard on yourself. Like it's 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 really hard to you you know, you're 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 biggest critic biggest critic and your biggest like everything usually you judge yourself yeah. the most like it's crazy like it, even like embarrassing moments right you, right you may have like an embarrassing <laughs> moment and it rolls off of everyone yeah. else's head they'll laugh at it or uh-huh. say something about you about it then you they forget about it or whatever yeah. they'll bring it up here and there or whatever but you are like constantly thinking about that like oh Oh yeah, <laughs> shaking my head like uh-huh. all the time, like oh he's upset and thinking Except about it. They're probably like, not even thinking about it anymore. But you're like over uh-huh. here, over yeah. You don't even want to cross paths with certain people because you're like yeah. they probably remember. <laughs> you know, and it's like damn, yeah. That. No, yeah. For anybody Good. listening that would ever be interested in pursuing this career, or have an idea or a thought about it what, mm-hmm. what could you tell them what kind of advice could you give them about wanting to pursue this or something similar in this field to help people or to nurse or to get in the medical field what kind of advice yeah. could you give them i feel like when you know you know like you you kn- like when you th- when you think you want to pursue like the medical field like overall the medical field is just helping with healing and just like being there for you know people in their most vulnerable times so I don't think there's ever like a oh I don't know like if I do want to go into that field like when you know you just know already and um so I would say just man stick through it because it's it's hard it's you know I've I have friends who are going to medical school too and friends in nursing school and it's it's definitely hard. It's it requires a lot of sacrifices and you're going to have a lot of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. A lot of and them. And I'm sure that you had moments where <laughs> so, you're like breaking down and you oh, want to just like yeah. walk away from everything, right? For sure, yeah. Yeah, and that's like but, that's the hardest part about it is like you get to like these peaks where it's like everything's good, like yeah. you got a good schedule going down, you got like everything on a time basis and you feel like you're ahead of the oh, game yeah. and then next thing you know it like you're coming downhill fast you're going in hot yeah and everything's like kind of out of control and you don't know how to get a grip on things and Mm -hmm. then you just feel like screw this i think it's harder too when you have an expectation of yourself too like oh i'm gonna finish by this time or you know or by this date or whatever and it's like sometimes life happens then and it's just like you can't you there's nothing you can do about it just roll with it like just keep swimming like dory (laughs) says i I love that quote yeah just um, I would just say keep going, don't give up because it's it's very um, what's the word? Um, rewarding. Very rewarding and fulfilling once you reach the end. Nice. Like it's, it really does remind you like, okay, this is why, you know, follow this path. This is why I wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where do you see yourself uh, five years from now in this in this career? Um, I do want to further my education, actually. Um, 
I like bedside nursing, so I, I'm like still thinking about that. Like, do I want to further my education? Because if I further it, then that means less time with the patient, and I really do like the that interaction. I see Joseph out with a bell. <laughs> bedside <laughs> going to help him by his bedside. No, um, yeah, but I, I definitely see myself. You know, I mean, probably a. One kid by then, <laughs> maybe two. Who knows? Yeah, that's um, yeah, two traveling. <laughs> Whatever. <I don't> know. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm ready for as many as she wants. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's really good though, and and I'm really happy for you, and Thank I'm happy you. for you guys because you guys, like I've told you guys before, both like you guys inspire me to keep doing what I'm doing, and it gives me hope because I yeah. some days I'm just like in my head and I'm just like I don't know what I should do but then yeah. then obviously Ashley my wife she gets inspired too and You're we're right. all kind of like just yeah. chasing all this together you know and yeah. seeing it and it's kind of like um I don't know it's like a rubber band you know like you pull mm-hmm. it and it's like I don't know it's like a bungee cord or something like you just keep tugging at it and it's like coming back and forth and where everyone's just kind of getting vibes off each other to keep staying motivated and not get uninspired because everyone's been at the same point one yeah. way or another. Right. You know, at the bottom or in the middle or feeling good or feeling down. It's just, yeah. it's a roller coaster ride yeah. of emotions. Oh, yeah. So that's definitely cool. Um, besides goals, is there anything else you want to, where would you like to travel to? Or what, what would you like to do more in your free time? Uh, one of my goals actually for sure would be like to travel, travel to, um, to um like for with nursing involved uh i want to travel and like help the more like vulnerable countries mm-hmm. um like uh give you know some whatever it is either through work or on my Kinda own like with somebody yeah thing. like just go out there and help you know those that can't help themselves mm-hmm. like just do you know what countries exactly of... or does it matter just no, anywhere that would need the help just anywhere that would need the help yeah that's i don't have any countries in mind i just want to go and just and go help, help. that yeah. would be that's pretty interesting that'll be yeah. crazy a different experience for sure very yeah. humbling right and like yeah. you know high like high stress but mm-hmm. i'm sure like those people were very generous once you do help them though because they don't have much help right and they don't have much so i'm yeah. sure they appreciate everything they get yeah um as far as hobbies go besides we know you played basketball what mm-hmm. other hobbies do you have or um, wouldn't mind getting into mm-hmm. i i like anything that has to do outdoors really so like any hiking or um <laughs> like skydiving i want to go skydiving that's like one of my things that i want to do yeah that's we like know you like to list. hike you guys <laughs> like to take me to kill myself <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, any any activity outdoors, I love it. Like I, I just love. Do you have anything on your bucket list this year that you like to like knock out? Um, I want to travel. <laughs> I want to travel, but I don't know where. Like just so for Seattle's fun. So Seattle's on the this agenda then. Yeah. So we have to make it happen this year. <laughs> yeah. See, that's why I was like, why next year? <laughs> yeah, nice. I, I want to travel for sure because I haven't really traveled anywhere <laughs> i know right that's always we talk about that all the time you guys yeah. have to you have to live a little and it's fun you see yeah. different things you get motivated inspired by different things and yeah. uh i don't know it's just interesting you only live once really mm-hmm. that's the thing that's the thing that i try to tell myself like 
I'm hard on myself when it comes to finances and Mm -hmm. comes to like, like I was telling you off air, like how I kind of want to just like tour now. And it's like, I could have done that 10 years ago and not been (laughs) scared and just go out there and do it. Like you have nothing to lose. I feel like we just get so caught up in like our everyday life and our schedule that we, we really just got to do it sometimes. Just do it. Mm -hmm. For real. (laughs) Like just say, yeah. (laughs) Um, do you, do you have um any books that you've ever liked reading or anything that you've been wanting to read lately? Um, I did have what's it called? I read a book not too long. Well, last year I guess. Well, I didn't read it. It was an audio book. Oh, that's still that's still fine. Yeah, that, that still works. Yeah, it's content and you're soaking it up. Exactly. Oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of it. Um, it was about uh basketball <laughs> and not oh relentless nice. relentless is a really good you know book who wrote that i would recommend um tim grover tim grover yeah that's a really good book relentless by tim grover yep and um what are your favorite movies or cartoons i like just about anything um disney scary <laughs> funny <laughs> i like everything no, I there's none that I don't really like. Nice. Yeah. So you're pretty much open to anything yeah, you see. Anything. <laughs> um, what genres of music do you like? Everything as well, except country. I like some country. Yeah, I was about to say, don't. But. Yeah, everyone says that, but then you put a nice country song <laughs> on, like, I like this. <laughs> no, I, I really didn't. I wouldn't listen to country at all before I met my husband. Mm-hmm. And then when we met, he was a big country fan. And he started dedicating songs to me. So then I kind of like, uh, I kind of started to like some songs from country. But it, it depends what, <laughs> what country do you, um, artist. Do you play video games? Yes. So <laughs> when you guys hey, come over. Hey, you guys got to see how ridiculous when you guys she come is over. when we play Mario, Mario Kart. Kart on the Switch. It's wild. Oh, I become a different person. <laughs> yeah, she's calling us all kinds of names I never heard before, pretty much. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So, yeah. with uh, everything you've learned in life and everything, like, and as you're continuing to grow and and build as a as a human being, like, what, how do you feel, like, about being a parent? Like, if that time comes and when that does come, like, what what's your goals as, as far as, like, becoming a parent mm-hmm. and becoming someone that, like, you're now a provider for somebody. Yeah. Like, a little mini you. <laughs> like, what, what do you feel, like, things that you would do different or similar to your parents and how would you go about raising them? Um, I think, uh... Just going going from the experience of my parents and just knowing in general, like going through classes um, in college that, you know, talk about like the mental health and of like a child starts like really young, you know, like um, anything that you say or do to them mm-hmm. really does can influence their future. Mm-hmm. So I feel like definitely I'll, I'll take some things from what my parents did and then some not so much <laughs> some I wouldn't do but um <laughs> I would I would definitely I 
at this like right now I don't want any kids mm. just because I just started that job and I want to get situated yeah, and you know sure. comfortable so I'm in a couple years maybe but um yeah I would I would definitely one of the things that my parents always engraved in me is like family and unity and just you know um helping whenever possible um uh, no matter what the circumstances mm-hmm. like even if that's your last piece of bread, you know, like helping mm-hmm. show. So showing them, showing my kids that aspect of life and just how to be, you know, kind to people. And you never know what others are dealing with. Yeah. You know, um, that kind of mentality. And um, yeah, as far as... Um, like, that's that's just, just something that pops in my head, like, mm-hmm. firsthand, like, teaching my kids on You know, that's, that's crazy, too, is, like, one, one thing I learned from my mom is, like, she'll give even if she didn't have. Right. To her last, you know what I mean? Yeah. She'll take our last out of the out of the, ca- the cabinets and give that to somebody in need or someone less fortunate. And yeah. She would do that often. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's one thing that I learned is, like, my mom was very generous. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because sometimes when you see generous people... Or people who are always willing to give. There's always people out there that are willing to take advantage oh, of that too. Yes. And that's, that's one thing that I hated yes. because I I had to learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've been one to do that a lot too, and it sucks because mm-hmm. it's like I I kind of look at it both ways. I ain't mad at people who are selfish. It's just like that's you, dude. Do you? Yeah. But I, I couldn't be like that. But then I see people who are too generous or too nice to people and then they just get walked of, all over and it's yeah. like yeah, you got to mix it up a little bit, a little mm-hmm. salt and sugar. Yeah. <laughs> a little bitter, but a little sweet cuz yeah. if you do too much one or the other, you're just you're falling off like that. Mhm. Yeah, that's um, my dad for sure too. Are they passing the chocolate down to you? <laughs> you <laughs> I I don't <laughs> I I definitely experienced that, but I don't I don't I hope I don't <laughs> pass down the chocolate. I just want to I just want to be able to look at my kid and they know like Right, oh, exactly. Shit. Exactly. <laughs> <He needs business. laughs> yes. Yeah, and they just stay frozen right there. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I I just I just I need to lower my voice and be like you need to stop. Yeah, that's when that. you get scared, And then huh? that that's, that's when, when they know scared, like, like, oh, snap. She is serious. <laughs> or you just smile and just smile like a crazy smile. You just be like you're gonna stop <laughs> you know just like scare them real quick yeah um you know so being so we'll get into this like being newly married like mm-hmm. what are what would you say like honestly or if you want to like what are some of the challenges you face being married younger or some of the the good things about being married because i know for one you guys are a huge support system in everything you do mm-hmm. and that's what's dope a lot of people are like happy being single and happy being like doing their own thing which they're totally fine with but mm-hmm. seeing a support system like that it's dope because it's like you guys are both getting your education both pursuing something and it's like a sponge you guys both soak off each other and push mm-hmm. each other to go further so how yeah. how's that it's been great to me like i people always say like oh like things are going to change after marriage, you know, da, da. Mm-hmm. it's like, no, I had, I have, I don't personally think it always, you know, has to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, we have like the respect and love and commitment to our own goals as mm-hmm. we do for each other. So I think that helps a lot. Um, and just the support, you know, like when I was having shitty times <laughs> during school, like mm-hmm. he was there for me 
And, you know, and if he's having a bad day, I'm there for him. Like, it's just, it, that's, I feel like that's what it's any relationship yeah, you really, wanna, you know? You don't want to ever lose the respect. Right. That's the thing my grandma yeah. always said. Like, don't ever fight and don't lose respect for each other. Because once you yeah. lose respect for each other, it kind of goes downhill. In a sense where it's like you just stop. Mm-hmm. you stop trying and you stop like giving the full effort because you're not going to yeah. always be on your best behavior or your best a hundred percent you and like a hundred percent like it's funny it's a funny thing like when you first meet someone and then mm-hmm. you guys are like the butterflies and yeah the lovey-dovey and all yeah. the puppy love stuff it's like crazy yeah. it's like crazy at first and then it right. kind of like fades and you're just like well what well, but see, it's like that's 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 the thing though like i feel like um you know e- why does it have to stop? Like, why, uh, why do, why do date nights have to stop? And it why do you know, like it doesn't, it doesn't have to yeah, stop. And you, like and, you could just keep it going, you know. <laughs> and that's what makes it interesting, though. Yeah. Constantly trying to, it's funny. Like the thing is, and that's what I tell people is like mm-hmm. the stuff you did when you were like trying to win each other over. Right. Why like, don't you why? do that every now and then? And then you hit them with that, and they get so surprised. Like, yeah. damn, dude. Like yeah. this is like random, <laughs> you know. And it's funny because when you do those, it's those. The, the people think sometimes, like, a lot of people, it's like, some people think it's finances, some people think it's looks, or, it could be a million things, but honestly, it's the little things you do. Mm-hmm. It's like the little simple stuff, like, write yeah. a little note, or like a little right. letter you used to do, or, or, or yeah. go out, like you said, on a date, or just yeah. surprise them with, like, something so random, and it doesn't right. take much, it doesn't cost much, but... Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like people that really love and really care and are, like, interested and in always trying to do new things or mm-hmm. keep it fun, mm-hmm. you can do the most simplest thing or most yeah. basic thing and make it, like, interesting and keep it current and keep it relevant. Yeah. But that's what's funny. I think people feel like <laughs> it'll fade or go away, but, you know, it really doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. And especially if you could laugh with the person or joke or be goofy, be, like, your full self with that person. Yeah. Then yeah. you really don't need anything else at mm-hmm. the end of the day. Yeah. Because, like, if they could handle you in your worst, then they oh, could yeah. handle you in your best for sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, and we all have our days, though. Yeah. So that's sure. good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Well, that that was that was interesting. <laughs> and I'm really, I'm really, like I said, I'm really glad you came today. Thanks. And, um, Thanks for inviting me. You know, after talking to you and seeing and, and knowing you, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you're big on family. You're mm-hmm. big on communication. You're big on helping others. And that's... To me, that's why I do this. Like, that's why I, I, I tell people stories and help them just promote themselves and, and, and be a part of this community that I'm building because I feel like everyday life people are important to me. Mm-hmm. Whether you're just from a, a basic person and you're happy with having the basic necessities or you want more and more and more and, you know, you're not satisfied until you reach the peak of your own satisfaction. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's to me, it's important that people get their story heard and they feel comfortable they feel confident they feel like they're in control of themselves and they're just trying to grow and build and that's that's really why i do this and i do it for people like you and your husband and and friends of mine and families because i feel like everybody has a story Mm -hmm. and i feel like they need to get it out and it doesn't matter how many followers you have or how big of a a fan base or following you got or Mm -hmm. you know how important you are in the world or whatever or how others may view you it's it's really the story and who you are as a person and you know it's important because i think that you know we can talk about the stars and we could talk about popularity or this or that but none of that matters it it, it really matters who's impacting lives and who's 
really helping heal people, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's a that's a big thing. There's people that can do it mentally, spiritually, or or through you know talking to people and helping them with mental health, but yeah. being able to do both physically, right. mentally, spiritually, and and just helping people overcome obstacles that's like an important part of everything mm-hmm. and um yeah i feel like you definitely have that and um you know you're continuing to push that and push push the envelope and being that you're a uh, first generation american mexican american in your family um it's not easy mm-hmm. you know and you have like a lot of obstacles that you have to face and a lot of things you got to overcome and for people listening, that's definitely motivation and inspiration because people don't, you know, some people yeah. just like bank on making excuses or saying that they can't or whatever. And you're living proof that that's like you cannot live to be another stereotype or live to be right. another statistic. Mm-hmm. And that you, if you just, and it just takes a little bit of a push, it doesn't take much. Yeah. It just takes a little bit of the normal that, like, you have to get out of your comfort zone. And once you get out of your comfort zone, you know, you, yeah. you shake up your world a little bit and then you start pushing forward in whatever it is you're trying to do. Yeah. So again, sure. I want to thank you. Um, let people know where they could follow you and uh, uh, say hi. So. I like your poster <laughs> or whatever. So I'm on Instagram as Jen, double, J-E-N-N-X-X-I-I, Roman numeral 22, my basketball number. There you if go. anyone cared to know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I was uh, wondering what that was for. See, three. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So Instagram, right? That's where they can follow you. Instagram, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, this is episode 14 of Soul Disconnected Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. You had your guest, uh, Jennifer Alvarez-Cardenas, in the building. I'm Wintoni Wrights. Have a good one. Thank you. Peace. Yo, it's Wintoni Wrights. You're listening to Soul Disconnected Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Soul Disconnected. Tap the link in our bio to select the platform of your choice. We are also available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, the Stitcher Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, and YouTube. Thank you for listening.